So there's a, you know, you, you do get a little bit of help, um, perhaps financially from by, by going with the label. Um, and certainly they'll, they'll pay for many things, but at, at the end of the day, you, you don't own your music essentially. Hey everyone, welcome back to Singing Simply, where through tips, tutorials, and interviews like these, we aim to simplify everything related to singing. So today I'm very, very excited to have the head of community at Beachain, Joel, with me today. Thank you very, very much for joining me on the show. Great to be here. Yeah. So for, um, I guess to begin, for those in the Singing Simply community who aren't as familiar with you, Joel, tell me a bit about yourself. Yep, so I'm um, I'm the head of community um, at Beatchain. We're um, an app providing major label tools to independent artists. So, um, you know, if you, if you don't have um, a, a record company or a, a manager taking care of a lot of activities for you, um, we we provide a lot of that stuff um, via our sort of software and and educational um, articles and things like that. And so we we launched Beatchain um back in june of last year um and so my role is is to work closely with um independent artists to help test and improve um the tool set um and sort of write, write a lot of write and curate the educational content to help artists um understand the industry a bit more um help them release music and um to to grow their fan bases um and you know we we the, the BeatChain platform um, facilitates, you know, a, a really wide range of, of artist activities, which will need a bit of um, explanation and inspiration to, to get the most out of them. So I, I write a lot about um, things like content strategy, um, social media ads, uh, music distribution, um, and things like website and branding and online presence uh, and, and using analytics uh, to, to make sure you're making the right decisions in your career. Fantastic, fantastic. So uh, uh, from what I've kind of researched already, I know there's quite a few tools on, on BeChain and I'm, I'd am i love to dive into that a bit more in, in a second. Um, what, what, I wanted to kind of maybe start off by where BeChain kind of came from. So um, I, obviously you guys are trying to target the independence. Was there a reason or story behind, um, behind BeChain? Yeah, so I think if we, if we go back sort of... Um, thinking about the, the music industry maybe maybe 10 or 15 years ago, um, there's been some sort of major technological changes, um, which are largely due to um, like streaming services um, and social media, and then to a lesser extent sort of um, software and, and sort of recording devices. Mm. And the industry has really become a lot more um, democratized. So, so the barriers to entry for artists are lower now than, than they've ever been. So um, for example, on, on, the, on the streaming side, um, you don't necessarily need a label to foot the bill for um, distribution. You know, mm. people aren't buying um, CDs anymore. It's all um, streaming services that you, you pretty much send a, an audio file and a, um, a little bit of album artwork too, and, and that's then available for all your fans to see. So you don't have to worry about, you know, pressing CDs, um, printing the artwork. Yeah. And, and <laughs> so um, 
certainly the the upfront costs in order to actually get your music out there is is much lower um, than it used to be. Um, and then on on the social media side, you can now directly talk to your fans, which you couldn't really do before. Yeah, um, also through, through email marketing as well. Um, and so there are all these um, activities now that the independent artists can do themselves without um, without relying on a label, without relying on a manager. And um, the idea of the Beachain platform is really just to to give them one place where they can do all of this stuff in. Right, that's really really cool because I think you're right. Technology has come such a long long way i mean i used to hear people talk about okay let me get my mixtape and let me kind of like hand them out right and obviously we've we've gone way 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 past those days um i i wanted to quickly ask joel so i guess traditionally with a successful music career it did kind of mean getting signed getting to a label and kind of having them help you with everything right are there still any kind of pros and cons or maybe from your opinion what what are some of these pros and cons to maybe getting signed versus being independent as an artist Sure. Yeah. I mean, it, it really, it really depends on, on how much work you're prepared to do yourself, I guess. And then, um, also, uh, you know, getting signed is a very, a very broad statement, you know, there's, there's, there's different sorts of labels. Um, and you know, every, every deal is different. Mm. Um, so certainly if we're looking at it from a sort of a music royalty point of view, um, if, if you sign to a label that, you know, they, they, in a way they, they sort of own you um, right. and, and they control a lot of many aspects of your career. Um, and, and one of them is obviously the earnings. So in a traditional label deal, a major label deal, um, they'll probably be taking, you know, about, about 80% of, of the royalties from your music. Um, wow. Yeah. <laughs> <obviously. laughs> In exchange, um, you perhaps uh, expect them to to foot the bill for the the recording, the distribution, and the marketing. Mm. Um, but by comparison, if you're looking at um, sort of self uh, DIY distribution, doing it yourself, then that normally ranges from you keep you know eighty five to one hundred percent of those royalties. So there's a you know you you do get a little bit of help. Um, perhaps financially from by, by going with the label um, and certainly they'll, they'll pay for many things, but at, at the end of the day, you, you don't own your music essentially mm. um, and, and own your masters, which has been a quite a big topic um, in recent weeks with, uh, with Taylor Swift and yeah. other don't, don't own their music technically. Hey everyone, if you're enjoying this episode, make sure to subscribe, share with one of your friends and rate this podcast. This would really help grow our community so we can make learning to sing simple for everyone. Right. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. I I wanted to dive a bit deeper in because you mentioned before that there are different types of deals. So are there like specific categories with these kind of deals or like how how does that all work? It really, it really differs. Um, from from label to label and um certainly there's there's a big difference between um independent labels and uh the major labels Mm. Uh, and you know it's it's not just about um it's not just about the money um 
certainly, the, you know, the, the, the big labels can be quite overbearing and, and dictate, you know, when you're releasing music, um, it might say, we, uh, sorry, we, we, we can't do your release this month. You know, we're focusing mm. on marketing. This bigger artist than you, um, and then you, you every so often you, you hear the stories of um, you know the labels deciding what you're going to release, how it should sound, and you know even extreme things like what you should be wearing. Um, yeah. So, mm. so that, the, the big advantage of um, choosing the independent route is is that you are in control of your career. You're in control um, of your brand. Yeah. Actually, that that's very interesting because, um, like, I don't know if you've heard Monster by JB and Sean Mendes. Um, they just released this a couple of days ago, and I think Sean was talking about how he's finally reached a spot in his career where he can actually write things, uh, write about things that he actually wants. And so I think this is interesting, right? Because you're right, like the with these labels, they almost have a bit of a, a leash on you, and they can kind of control like what you're doing, right? Um, that's that's really 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 cool. So. We've talked about what, uh, obviously, as an independent artist, you've got free reign. You can obviously get more of uh, more of the royalties from distribution. What do you think are some of the common struggles, though, for like an independent artist? Um, I mean, at the moment, the the pandemic certainly hasn't helped. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the, the live music, like across across the board for, for artists of all sizes, is is the single biggest source. Um, of income for artists right. and um, with venues closed all, all around the world that's um that's certainly going to be a big a big thing to overcome uh hopefully the the vaccine will help us all out here mm-hmm. um and then i think uh another problem is at the moment the recording music is is quite undervalued by consumers um oh. if you think you know but I think a lot of the streaming platforms will be paying out a third of a third of a cent to a half of a cent per stream, um, and and so it's particularly with that that live um, that live revenue gone, it's uh, a bit tricky to to monetize um, your music at the moment. And there's a there's a big campaign. I think it's uh, hashtag Broken Record, which is pressuring to sort of radically shake up shake up um, the way that artists are paid for streams. Mm, um, mm. And you know, most most people who have um, a, a subscription to to Spotify or to or to Apple, um, they're all paying about the same amount, which is um, you know like ten to fifteen dollars a month. Yeah, um, streaming service, and and so it's very hard for any of them to hike the prices up a bit and and say we're giving a little bit more to the artists because uh, I mean Spotify aren't exactly making a big profit every year as it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I wanted to ask, so you mentioned like a third of a cent or whatnot. Does, is that what actually goes directly into the pockets or is is there something else that gets taken out? Because I, I know in the music industry, everyone kind of has a hand on that kind of little bit of money. Um, is that what goes directly into the pockets of independence? Uh, it, it, so it depends um, what, sort of, what sort of deal they're on. Um, there are a couple of options in the in the DIY market. Um, so you can you can use certain companies where you perhaps um, pay a yearly subscription, and they won't take um, any of the royalties. Um, and then then you, you have companies like us, like Beatchain, where we we don't charge you anything to mm. to contracts up there on the the major streaming services, but we take 
10% um, of those royalties. And then there's a few different sort of ones in between those where it's, uh, um, you know, a little bit more royalties or, or, or lower fee. Right, you're right. So there are different models, which is which is which is awesome, awesome, awesome. So we've talked a bit about um, the kind of scene at the moment. I want to dive a bit deeper into beaching um, because for someone um, creating music, it's an absolutely fantastic tool. What what are some of the tools, especially in terms of say marketing and building an audience? Because I think for someone who's starting off, one of the really hard things is can I even get people to listen to me? So uh, what are some strategies or like ways you've got to maybe start building your audience? Sure. So, so yeah, as I said, we, we've got um, a, a number of different tools which are sort of helping artists to, to take care of all, all the, the digital activities that, that they're expected to perform as part of their music career, to do that all in one place. Mm-hmm. Um, and the one thing that runs through everything we do is, is analytics. It's, it's showing... Um, for, for all this work or, or perhaps all the money you're putting in what you're actually getting out of it and, and so um, our home screen our, our big feature when you log in um, is is an insights dashboard which pretty much shows you um, a very high level overview of of what your fan bases look like so every um, every social media site what you're following looks like um, mm. actually how well each of your posts um, is performing uh what playlists you're on um mm. what playlists you could be on whereabouts in the world your fans are um and, and that's very useful for for making the right decisions in your career um and i think everyone likes vanity metrics don't they <laughs> yeah how did you how did you manage finding or like tracking like playlists so like for example like are you do you mean like if i'm like a spotify playlist you would pick that that kind of data up sure yeah Wow. Okay. That, that's really cool. I had no, had no idea. Um, and is that just like displayed as a metric or do you show like all the kind of playlists you're on? Yeah. So it's shown, it's shown as, um, as, as a big list. Um, oh. we'll see, um, not only what playlist you're on, but actually what, what position you are in that playlist. Um, so obviously you want to be near the top because yeah. Yeah. where everyone starts in theory, although obviously some people are on a, on shuffle maze. Um, <laughs> and then on top of that, there's we'll actually look at um, playlists that you could be on. So um, we'll look at artists related to you, artists um, that are also listened to by your audience. Mm. Um, you know, this playlist has got three or four artists that you're related to on it. Um, it's, it's worth reaching out um, to the curator and we'll, we'll tell you who the curator is. Right, that's fantastic. And even now, like all, all I'm thinking is, is I've got so many independent artists that I, I've worked with, I've I've interviewed as well. I I, would, I need to share this with them. Uh, this is this is such a fantastic tool. I mean, like because I personally, right, I was thinking the other day, playlist is a very great way to grow your audience because there are already existing people listening to that playlist, and chances are, if they hear your track on that, they're like, ah, oh, this sounds pretty dope. Safe. Uh, well, that's at least what I kind of do as a user. So I think that's a fantastic way to go. Um, I, I wanted to kind of dive a bit deeper maybe into retention because I think it's great to build an audience, get these people on board listening to you. But how do you make sure that they kind of stay on board and kind of stick with you? Yeah, so so engagement's um, very important. And um, I'll, I'll, I'll talk through a couple of the other features. So we, we've got... Um, We've got a, so, a social media management sort of social media 
um, scheduler as part of the, the platform for um, Facebook and Twitter, which helps you to sort of um, keep, keep the content going out regularly. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, a lot of people struggle with or they uh, forget their login to uh, <laughs> one or more of the platforms and, and don't post anything for a little while. Um, and then obviously, as, as we discussed, the distribution, getting music onto um, Spotify and Apple and all the major streaming platforms. Um, and then you can also, um, we'll auto-generate a website um, from your existing sort of uh, social media content and banners and stuff. We'll pull all that in um, and create a website with all the, the stuff that's really important to artists. So mm. uh, your latest releases, um, any tour dates you've got, we'll automatically pull them in. Um, from around the internet, um, your biography from Spotify or whatever. Um, so it's really quick to, to get a website up and running. And then we've got things um, like uh, smart links. Um, I, I'm sure you know what I mean, the things like mm. um, feature, feature FM or, or Linktree. Um, we have those so you can see so your audience can find um, your releases on various streaming platforms. Yeah. Uh, and, and you can do pre-safe campaigns and um, and then we have um, this, this tool called the Fan Builder, uh, which is, we, we just gone through the, the beta testing and it's um, basically a very simple way to, to place ads on uh, Facebook and Instagram, which oh, I, I didn't have much experience with um, Facebook Business Manager. Um, but basically it's a very, very complex, uh, but very, very interesting um, tool from Facebook. To use. <laughs> There's a lot so, going on. <laughs> Yeah, to insert content into into people's feeds on Facebook and and on Instagram, who they own, um, which gives you a, a sort of a lot of choice, um, but it's not particularly um, user friendly um, or, or optimized towards artists. And so, what we've done is put a very sort of user friendly front end um, onto um, the the ads manager, so it's just really easy to to place adverts optimized for artists to, um, you know, either your existing fans, if you want to, to promote um, a show or promote some of your music or promote a pre-save, um, or to, to go out to audiences um, on Instagram and Facebook who we think are likely to uh, engage your music and might sort of follow you mm. and uh, hopefully buy and stream stuff later on. Wow, fantastic. And, and I actually really think that's a really cool idea because I've, tried using facebook um ads and yeah. gosh man the the system they've got is great because if you really know your stuff you can do it right but a lot of us like artists voice teachers we're not really the type of people necessarily to be like very 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 numbers driven and so i wanted to kind of bring bring this up so i understand that a analytics is a crucial part of bchain and i think it's a fantastic tool for someone who isn't so kind of numbers focused or like isn't as good with numbers do you have any tips to kind of get them on the right direction so they can use these um, insights even better sure yeah so there's, there's there's so much data available today that that wasn't available before so you know if if you've ever um sort of logged into your your spotify for artists account um you, you'll probably see that there's, there's loads of stuff showing you you know which tracks are doing well um, whereabouts in the world your fans are mm. uh, and likewise with Facebook if you if you go into business manager you can you can find out a lot of information um, about your fan base about what they like um, 
about you know what what posted well but it's it's all sort of it's very sporadic it's scattered around the internet um and and so that that's the important thing about our our analytics um dashboards is that it brings it all in one place you can actually understand um what your fan base looks like mm. um, and you know you can you can see uh what places might be worth um putting a show on you can see you know which cities um you're big in uh which ads are doing well and you know you should put more budget behind or less budget behind um as i said before you know we'll, we'll score your um score your posts based on the amount of engagement you've got back and so you can work out what your audience like and use that to to give them more of the same um so yeah if you know if you're putting time and money into to these activities you really need to understand what you're getting out of each activity and and so for everything you do um in in beachain we'll, we'll we'll give you a nice little readout in in terms that you can understand Oh, yeah, fantastic, fantastic. So I think I think maybe to kind of even um, like put a, put a different angle on that. So essentially, it's if you've got the data there in front of you, all you need to do is draw some kind of link on how to, for example, better interact with your audience. Because I think I think engagement at the end of the day is key. Being able to kind of build a like a proper connection with your audience, that's a great way to build new fans. Because just through word of word of, word of mouth, or even just keeping them on board, because. I think when you have a connection with someone, you're more likely to stay with them. So I think being able to not just see the insights as numbers, but a way to kind of drive these kind of new actions. Um, that that's the kind of I think way I've interpreted um, it so far. Um, I, I'm 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 super excited. I would love to see how BeChain actually works, um, especially with a bit of a live demo. Um, so for everyone who's kind of on this podcast at the moment, jump over to YouTube. So the YouTube has a full um, the full kind of breakdown with the demo. Um, Joel, could you give us a bit of a rundown? Hey everyone, if you're stuck with singing and would like some help, I'd love to work with you. At the moment, I'm doing trial lessons for first timers. To schedule a time with me, all you need to do, jump onto singingsimply.com slash book. So that's singingsimply.com slash book. I teach students all over the world on Skype or Zoom. Let's get you singing better. All right, all right. Okay, so this is the um, this is the the insights dashboard um, where you can see at a glance um, all of your sort of fan bases from around the internet, and you can keep track of of how they're growing. Or uh, I think these are all growing, which is good. <laughs> well, <laughs> we're going downwards, um, and then you can uh, sort of drill into these and, and get a little bit of um, deep dive information about um, each platform uh, and see which posts are doing particularly well. well we'll score them based on the engagement they get back um mm. and show you you know what what the best thing is and you might want to consider um giving your audience a little bit more of the same and uh likewise we've got a you know you can actually see at, at city level whereabouts your your biggest fan bases are around the world crazy i, I love how simple this is because i've played with a different a couple of platforms right and a lot of times it's quite hard to read, but I love this as you say, which posts are doing well? Who are your fans? It's very, very straightforward. I love that. Yeah, yeah, there are a few um, a few analytics options out there, but then they're, they're not necessarily uh, particularly optimized for your for your average independent artist. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, 
And yeah, so here's the, uh, the playlist bit. You can see, you know, which playlist you've been added to, um, which ones you're on, how many followers they have, and whereabouts on the, the playlist you are. So mm. 75 here, you might not be getting uh, too many plays unless people are on, on shuffle mode. Right, right. Yeah, and then, um, oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I, I was just about to ask, do you guys have a breakdown on the plays per playlist? So for example, say if we're on this kind of first late night vibes playlist, will you, do you guys track the, the views or the, the plays? No, it's, it's only the followers um, that we're showing at the moment. Um, cool, 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 cool. You can click through and get a little bit more information um, about each playlist or you can, you can open it in Spotify. Mm, mm. I, I guess the follower count would be a great metric as well. Yes, definitely, definitely, yeah. Mm, fantastic, fantastic. Um, and then, yeah, this this is all of the posts across all platforms. We just looked at, at Instagram before. Um, so, you, you know, you can see uh, which audiences are, are responding best to the same posts that you have perhaps across uh, different platforms. And then this is the... Um, the the fan map which um you know breaks down into your instagram your twitter your facebook your spotify followers um all around the world mm -hmm. that looks really cool yeah um and then uh we pull some things in from spotify and songkick so artists that are um are similar to you and what their fan bases look like um so sorry about that yeah, and I think this is a great way to also maybe, I'm just kind of thinking ideas for these kind of independent artists. You can also use this as a way to find potential people to collab with, just because obviously you've got these people who are very similar to you, right? And people like when kind of similar artists collab, like Sean Mendes and JB, woof, that was a massive collaboration. But finding a person who's similar to you and getting collab and tapping to their their audience, that would be really cool. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, there's, there's, there's a lot of opportunities to to cross promote when you, when you've identified someone who um, you have a lot in common with, and it seems that your, your fans have a lot in common with um, it's, it's definitely worth thinking about uh, mm. reaching out to them. And uh, you have all this, uh, this nice data backing you up. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then finally on the insights, um, we've got a playlist you could be on. So, so um, we'll look at um, your similar artists. And if say, you know, two, three or four of them um, are on the same playlist that you're not on, then you might want to think about uh, reaching out to the um, the curators and seeing if you can get on there and say, hey, mm. look at all these uh, these artists who are similar to me that are on your playlist. I think I'd be, be a great fit for it. So um, we'll, we'll tell you who the curator is um, of these particular playlists. You can look into to reaching out to them. But yeah, what's so I want to dive a bit deeper into that, Joel. So um, like over there, it said it was curated by Spotify. So how would you reach out and get onto this? Or, or, or like, say if there was like an independent person, do you have like the email or something? Um, so Spotify is uh, a difficult one. You can't, you can't really reach out to them. I think that the only ways you can get onto um, Spotify playlists is to um, send them uh, your release before it goes live. Um, via for artists so you can they have a, a, a sort of pitching service um whereas as long as as long as your release 
gets to Spotify a week before the, the release date, um, you, you can pitch to, to various curators uh, and they, they might add it to uh, their playlist if they like it. Um, but mm -hmm. you can't, after it's gone live, I, I don't believe there's a way that you can actually pitch to the Spotify curators. Um, but for, let's see if we can find a, um, oh, these are all Spotify ones, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> they are pretty big. <laughs> there we go. So if there's one, uh, here we go, pop filter. So, uh, you know, we, we don't actually provide um, any contact information for them, unfortunately. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, you can go away and, and give them a little Google, look up their social media or whatever, and um, find someone to contact through that. Yeah, but I think I think the the cool thing about BeatChain already is it's a great place to get a head start. So it gives you insight on what you should be doing next, right? And I, I guess the opportunities is up to your own kind of imagination, <laughs> what you can do with this data, which is really, really cool. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You've got to, you've got to work out what, what the best use of, you know, your, your, your time and, and money is. Um, you can't just be sort of throwing, throwing stuff out there and seeing what sticks. It's, it, it's really good to, to work out, um, you know, who your audience is and, and what sort of thing they respond to and where they're listening. Um, all that, all that important stuff. Exactly, exactly. Um, Joel, I would love to see Fan Builder because you, you were talking about that and it seems like it's a very, very awesome tool as well. Is that something we could see? Sure, yeah, absolutely. So um, as I was saying, this, it, it's just a, a, a really easy way to um, get campaigns going. It's all very um, templated so that um, you, can, you can just get, get campaigns going without having to worry about picking the exact audience and picking their you know, exact hobbies and, and age demographics and, uh, you know, if they like wine and football, whatever. <laughs> <There's> the, <laughs> if you did this through, um, if you did this through Facebook's ads manager, um, it's just completely overwhelming. And so what we've done is um, we, we've worked out what it is that, that works best for all these different types of campaigns um, in terms of the targeting and in terms of the, the, the calls to action that you're using and the buttons that you're using. And we've, we've you know, taken a lot of that uh, difficult decision-making away from the artist. Um, mm. Sorry about that. So we've got a list of, um, of, of different campaigns here. So we've got um, Instagram growth and Facebook growth. These are for, for, for targeting sort of complete strangers um, who have... Uh, certain characteristics that we think would make them uh, likely to to listen to stuff in your genre, um, or or they're interested in in similar artists to you. Mm. Um, and then we have uh, a couple of, of of campaigns which are designed to um, hit your own fans. So things like um, promoting a release uh, or promoting um, a pre-save campaign. Here we have a. This is a pre-save that's been built in BeatChain, um, and you sort of straight away uh, just put in a bit of bit of copy. You can upload um, some different media if you want, if you have a video, um, and just just get a campaign going um, really easily, uh, starting from amounts of you know five pounds a day, rather than you know <laughs> back in the old industry. Uh, advertising might involve you know paying for a, a massive billboard or or paying yeah. for 
radio play or, or paying for a little TV spot or whatever. And, and so it's just really easy to, um, to start advertising for really small amounts of money. And um, we don't have any insights yet, but um, once that gets going, we'll, we'll, we'll um, show you sort of the, the, the really personal, the really important parts um, of the results. So you can you know, easily make a decision. Do I put more money behind this? Do I put less money behind this? Uh, or do I just stop it all together? That's fantastic. So um, I wanted to quickly ask in terms of targeting then. So is there any particular kind of levers or whatnot you can tweak? Or is it by choosing the campaign goals, you automatically kind of filter it for these, these kind of independents? Yeah, so we pretty much deal with all of that ourselves. Um, so for, say, for, for the Instagram growth campaign, um, you, you don't really get much say um, in, in, in where it goes to. We'll work all of that out from um, what social media profiles you've connected uh, to Beachain. So as you go through the onboarding, um, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll get you to, to put in all of your, your various social media channels um, and connect a few accounts. Uh, and from that, we'll work out uh, who, who are the best people to target, what are the best demographics to target, um, to, to find new fans for you. Uh, so yeah, no, uh, that we will be introducing a little bit more um, customizability um, on the targeting, particularly on sort of the, the location of the fans. But at the moment, we're keeping it really super simple. Um, so you don't have to worry about all that targeting. Um, and then then for the, um, for the promoting your releases, obviously you don't want to be um, sending, sending your original music out to complete strangers, mm. ideally. Who's, who's this person? Who's this person <laughs> to click a link or whatever? Um, so we, we focus on um, warm audiences for this. So it's either people that already um, follow your page on, on Facebook or Instagram, um, or people that have you know interacted with your content in the past. Uh, so you know liked a video or even just you know watched uh, a minute of your video or whatever. Um, so it's, it's people that we know um, are aware of you um, and have interacted uh, positively with you in the past. And that ensures that you get the most bang for your buck rather than uh, showing, showing your, your original material to people um, who never heard of you before. Yeah, fantastic. And I, I think uh, what, what I love already is you've taken a lot of the guesswork out for say someone who, because for example, if I just started making music, I want to get my name out there. It is such a burden to then have to learn all these other bit of insights learn how like um, how to target and all that. But it seems like you guys have done most of the groundwork for a lot of people out there, which is awesome because I can just come in and go, ah, oh, I, I really want to kind of grow my Instagram. Bam. That's very nice and simple. I love it. I love it. I love it. Cool. Awesome. Awesome. So maybe uh, as we kind of reached um, the end of the session, I want to quickly ask, um, well, what's the pricing like for BeChain for those who are interested? Sure. So um, you, you can sign up for free. Um, you can you can distribute your music for free. You can get all those, um, the insights we were looking at earlier for free. Um, and you can get um, sort of post scheduling for uh, Facebook and Twitter. That's all for free. Mm-hmm. And, and then we've got some um, premium features. So if you want um, to sort of start a mailing list, 
um, and, and send out, um, you know, emails when you've got, say, a new release or you've got um, a, a show coming up or you just want to sort of give, give some exclusive content out to your um, to your most engaged fans. Um, that, that's, that's a great way of, you know, making sure your message gets into the inbox. Um, you know, on, on, on social media, all these algorithms are deciding who actually sees your organic posts. And, you know, I think it's sort of like only 10 or 10 or 20% of, of your followers are actually gonna see any given post that you put out. Whereas emails are a really great way um, of, of making sure they see that. Um, and so this is part of the, um, our, our premium package, which includes, um, you know, link sharing and, and pre-saves, uh, the email marketing, and you also get a uh, instant website out of that. So we'll, we'll be pulling the stuff from your um, social media accounts, uh, from your Spotify, uh, from your song kicking bands in town to show you, um, to, to show people where they can, can come and see. Um, and then your music will um, show you whereabouts that people can find out on the internet, pull in the videos from YouTube and, you know, like your about section from Spotify. So you can get a, a website up uh, really easily. And so all of this, uh, the website builder, the, um, the email marketing and the smart links and the pre-saves is uh, $15 or, or £15 a month. Only? Uh, That's fantastic. Yes. So maybe the price of, uh, I don't know. A singing lesson a month or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> because or, I've actually used like mailing lists and even just that itself could be that price or more, if anything. Yes, um, you can you can pay a lot of money for uh for the individual tools and I think analytics as well, which we which we do for free. There are there are some services which we're talking uh hundreds of pounds a month. Um and so then we also have the um the superstar plan which includes uh, the fan builder, which we're looking at just now. So it's all, all of those premium features um, and the fan builder on top, and that's for $20 a month or twenty right. pounds. Right. I, I, it's a still because I think um, it, even if someone just signs on for the free features, there's still so much that you guys are offering, which is amazing. And re really, right, if you, if you can, it, it's less than a cup of coffee a day um, to, to go for these, these kind of things, which is, um, would you prefer a cup of coffee or to grow your career? Um, the choice is yours. So lovely, lovely, Joe. This is amazing. Um, I'm, I'm very stoked to kind of share this with um, my audience because I think it's such a fantastic tool. Um, before before we end, um, if the audience, if, if our listeners could only action one thing for today, because there's, quite, there's been quite a lot of very helpful kind of insights, what would you leave them with, Joe? I think the big message um, that, that we've, we've put out there is um, for an independent artist, stop stop waiting to be discovered and uh, and take your career into your own hands we we get a lot of people especially on um on our distribution service who think you know putting a song out there on onto spotify is like a it's like a sort of talent show mm. and uh, you know all the all the a and r people from the various um record labels will be will be checking it out just because you put it on spotify mm. but it's um you know, I think I think last year was something like forty thousand tracks a day go up on Spotify, and the, wow. there's an A and R team that's going to be uh, trawling through that every day. And mm -hmm. so, if you want people to be to be seeing your music um, or listening to your music, you need to be showing them where it is. And and that's um, I think that that's a mindset um, with a lot of artists that 
that we need to, to overcome that um, you know you need to you need to be showing people um, where to find the music and you need to be to be warming them up to make them the more perceptive to, to listen to it. I, I think a lot, a lot of people will say here's here's the product um, and I'm going to use this to get fans but the the better way of, of doing that is to to get the fans first and then to, to point them towards the product. Mm, mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Cool. Uh, well, um, Joel, it, it was amazing speaking with you. Yeah, there's so many kind of little kind of value bombs you've dropped. Um, but where can our audience find you or say, for example, BeChain? Sure. Um, so you can find us um, on our Instagram page um, at BeatChain, and then we have um, a more educational um, based in Scrum called uh, Artist Growth Tips. That's artist underscore growth underscore tips. Um, you can come and sign up for free at beatchain.com um, and use quite a few of the tools. And then if you want to think about um, trying some of the, the, the premium stuff, you can. Um, and if you want to have a look through sort of uh, a lot of the educational stuff we put together, uh, you can go to beatchain.com forward slash blog and there's loads of um, sort of helpful resources for, for independent artists and 